On today's call, John and I discuss how John's app is embracing time travel into its brand and features, why Stopwatch is a time network, not a social network, all the fun ideas that will make Stopwatch special. Seriously, I cannot do these justice in a condensed way. You've just got to hear John's ideas. They're just so good. Uh, We also cover sinkholes and the insane cost to fix a sewer line in the building that we own, Uh, real estate ownership, uh, the iPhone 11 peel case launch and tritophobia, commercial building mortgages, and how I plan to get unlimited two-for-one tickets on Southwest Airlines. All right, let's begin. Hello. Hey, John. Hey, Marshall. How's it going? It's going good. Sorry about the noise. It's a crane. It's, it's okay. We, uh, for those... We just spent the last 50 minutes trying to debug our uh, recording issues, and then we're, we're ready, and then a, a truck starts oh, moving in the background. It, it just stopped. It just stopped. All so right, we're, cool. We're good. Anyway, awesome. how, how are you doing? It's been a while, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. For, uh, for our listeners, we took a break because we actually caught up, uh, did a catch-up in real life. I was up in St. Louis. We hung out for a couple of days, and then... You moved, and then your mic was in storage, so then we had a little more of a delay. But we're uh, we're back. So you want to you want we we did cover that right with you yeah. moving back to St. Louis. Yeah, I think so. I talked about it in the last episode. So yeah, yeah move back in St. Louis now. Um, using my apartment as like a little office, which is nice. I think I mentioned that too. Um, yeah, oh, dude, moving was an absolute nightmare. By the way, I I don't have this in my show notes. I wasn't going to talking about it. I wasn't going to bring it up, but. Since you mentioned it, I'm going to tell you about it. It was horrible. Okay. okay. Um, so we hired movers thinking that it would just make things a thousand times easier. You know, logic would be they just like do everything. We can just forget about it, just, you know, get ourselves there and then everything else gets done. Um, the whole process there was horrible. First of all, I, I think <laughs> like they have just like dialed in this scam and it's like honestly kind of impressive how, how well they've, they've dialed this in. Like at every point, I was just kind of like, "Ugh, there's they've kind of got us here. There's not really much we can do." Like, so for example, first of all, you know, we called around a few different places, got quotes, and getting a quote takes a while. You have to like walk around the house, like literally tell them actually everything that you have, every like count the number of boxes, count the number of things, like you know, really tally it up. And everyone kind of gave us a quote, and you know, it's hard not to just be drawn towards the smallest quote. It's like, oh, this one sounds like this. This one sounds like this. Like, I think the original quote was something like, actually, I'm kind of hesitant to, to quote numbers because I don't, I don't fully remember, but maybe like a grand or something like that. Wow. Um, like for all in, like move your stuff yeah. to St. Louis. Okay. Yeah. So then they, they get here, they, they get to our house and bear in mind, you know, like we have to move on this day. We've planned everything that like we've packed everything up. Like it, you know, it took like a week for us to get scheduled. Like we're sort of moving on this day. So they come, they arrive, they start walking around and they're just like, yeah, actually, you know, like, I think you actually have more stuff than you said on the phone and the quote's actually going to increase now, which is kind of fair enough, right? In in a way it's like fair enough. It's true. Like, you know, if that's actually true, then fair enough. But also they just had us over a barrel. Yeah. But leading up to that, uh, you guys just try to, describe over the phone how much stuff you guys have to move exactly so i think the scam part comes in where like everyone kind of knows this everyone kind of knows that 
when you're quoting, you just the person's probably going to go with the cheapest person. Um, so then you just quote like way under, or at least a little bit under. Then um, you know, on the day, it's like okay, this is how much it's going to cost now. <laughs> and we were just like, okay, Ugh. whatever. It was it was like double or something. So that was annoying. God. Then they took all of our stuff. Then they gave us this really long window for delivery. Something. Do you remember what I told you, Marshall? I think it was twenty-one days for delivery. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. Uh, there was a two in there. It was either two weeks or twenty-something days. But yeah, yeah. That's, so that's pretty wild. That's one of the reasons why. Did you know that going into it, or did that yeah. come up as we're there? Okay. Yeah, we knew it going in. Um, and honestly, like whatever. Like it. it that wasn't that big of a deal. Like we knew it going Where's, in. It was kind of convenience. My question is, where's your stuff over those 20 days? So I think they store, for some of it, they store it in Denver. And then they drive it at some point. And then at some point, it's being stored in St. Louis. So anyway, like there's more to this story. So basically, we had to change the delivery date because the closing date on the house got pushed back. Um, and I guess somebody didn't get the memo, like somebody didn't write it down. Like, I, I'm not sure some, some, something went wrong and someone didn't get the memo and they tried to deliver it a few days before we actually had closed on the place. So the, like they couldn't deliver it basically. So we we're just like, Oh, sorry. Like we called to change the state kind of thing. So then they were like really annoyed. And I think part of the reason is because this isn't just one single company. I think it's like the company that we hired in Denver, like, is, has no affiliation really to the dudes who are like unloading it in St. Louis. I think they're just kind of, you know, hired hands like for the day kind of thing. Um, so these guys pissed us because they had to basically move stuff twice, you know, which is kind of annoying for them. I get it. So then they started being like, okay, so because we had to do that, we have to charge you a $1,500 re-delivery fee. And we were like, no way. That's bullshit. That's yeah. absolute bullshit. And, uh, but they were like, well, if you want your stuff, you have to pay us the, the $1,500 re-delivery fee. It was basically, basically blackmail, but it basically extortion. Um, wow. and it got to the point where we were like, we had to sort of start like threatening, like, dude, like this is ridiculous. Like this is literally blackmail. Like we're going to have to, you know, get legal advice or something. This is insane. We're not paying a $1,500 yeah. fine. You're holding your stuff for ransom. Right. Like, the, the thing, the thing that makes me think it's a scam is like this, this guy was like totally unfazed, like already had this like process, like it's like, yes, okay, if you want to file a claim, here's our, here's the email address, here's a document, like blah, blah, blah. Like you can just tell they do this stuff all the time, you know, like this is, <laughs> this is part of the process. Like you do this, you get the stuff, you like pretend to, you know, like threaten legal action, you send to this thing. It was just an absolute nightmare. So, um, so you guys definitely told them that the date was different, but they just like either, I mean, I'm sure they're claiming that it just like got screwed up or they... They weren't actually told. Yeah, but I think you, you part guys of definitely the problem, did. I think so. Yeah, I think I think part of the issue is like we told someone at that company. That company either did or didn't tell the guys, or, or whoever was supposed to be moving it didn't get the memo. And I think like they had to pay their guys for that day. Do you know what I mean? So they were like mm. annoyed at that point. We ended up having to. So what ended up happening was like. Guys came, we re-delivered it. We didn't end up paying the $1,500 re-delivery fee, but we ended up paying a $500 re-delivery fee, mostly because we felt bad for this guy. Like we were talking to this guy. 
This guy was just like, yeah, this, this whole thing was a total nightmare. He basically drove down from Chicago for some reason. He like lives in Chicago with some guys just to like wrap up this loose end because they came down a few weeks before to try and deliver it when we couldn't actually have it delivered. Anyway, this is probably kind of a, a boring story now, but the general gist of it was it was a nightmare. And that's why um, I didn't have my microphone for a few weeks. Wow. They're running a nice little racket over there. That's that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you can't argue with some of the stuff. Just like all my stuff. Wow. Well, anyways, glad uh, glad that's behind you. Yeah. So you're set up right now. Obviously, you guys have a house. Um, I saw you, uh, Allison found or whatever, and then you go to your old apartment and use it as your office during the day. Yep, that's the plan right now. That's where I'm sat oh, right that's now. That's a cool setup. Yeah. Are you yeah. still trying to sell that place? Uh, no, not anymore. Took it off the market. Oh. Wow. Um, cool. Yeah, like now that we're living in St. Louis, it seems silly. Like I really, I really like this place. Um, yeah, and I like, I like now. There's like a little bit of separation, you know, between like work life and home life. I also like that it's. Yeah. I don't know. Feels like my space still. I can kind of spread out, not worry about other people. It's nice. Yeah, it's cool. You have like a, a whole setup. Like you could stay the night there if you need. You've got a living room. You've got a kitchen. You can make yeah. lunch. That's cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, man, I cannot wait to for our house to be done. Like, we're still probably 30 to 60 days out. Oh, cool. But I just, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely close. Like, you, if you visited and saw the house, you'd be like, oh, it's like, it's basically done. Like, there's, I could literally rattle off what's left for them to do. I think mostly it's just kind of the gaps between, you know, scheduling different contractors to do those things. But, I mean, it's, Fully bricked, the kitchen's in minus like the countertops. There's no floor in yet. You have to put lighting in, but like it's the full structure and shape of our house. They're just kind of finished detail left to do. That's awesome. But yeah, I'm I'm super jealous of just having a, a separate office space. I mean, even inside the house, just right now I'm sitting in the kitchen. We're in this tiny apartment, mm. which I know I've touched on before. But anyways, so Lots happened since our last uh, podcast. I know the iPhone 11 uh, came out. Which which one did you buy? We always compare notes. I know we're always different on that. I got the black one, the, the black uh, 11 Pro. Dude, Pro? S- okay. side note, did you see um, all of the news? I'm, I'm probably pronouncing this wrong, but all of the news about triphobia. You see anything about yep. this? Yep. So yep. I, I thought it was, well, this is my experience with this. So I, I showed Alison. I was like, look, look, you know, look at this this phone. This is before I saw any of the headlines about the triphobia thing. And um, for anyone that, that didn't see that story, basically, it's like a phobia that people have. Um, <laughs> it's hard to explain. I guess there's this like specific plant in nature that has lots of holes in it, and it sort of triggers this kind of like deep down <laughs> like human emotion. I, I think it's supposed to. It looks like rotting flesh or something like that so you, you you have this visceral reaction to it it's like oh it's horrible like it's so so horrible um yeah it's it's a phobia i think of like a lot of little holes grouped together yeah or little like black dot like it's honestly i i don't have this now but as a kid i remember having nightmares and like that was kind of part of it just like that like when i saw the that plant when i would google phobia or whatever it's called. I remember that. Wow. So like I can totally relate to that, you know, not anymore, but 
back when I was a kid. Anyways. That's funny. Yeah, so, so I showed the phone to Alison. She just freaked out and like curled up in a ball on the floor. And I, I thought, I thought she was, she was joking, you know, or, or at least, oh, at least geez. just exaggerating, at least like playing it yeah. up. Yeah. But then I like opened Twitter and I saw it was already trending. So it's, it's definitely a thing that exists. Cause oh, she, she hadn't seen any of the stories or anything like that. She was just like, ah, like horrified by it. Yeah. So I was going to get sorry the green for laughing, one. by the way. Oh, it, I think, I think it's kind of funny. I think she finds it kind of funny too. But for some reason, the green one is worse. So I didn't get the green oh, one. Oh, that's why. Okay. Yeah, you were alluding to like I've got a like a good reason why I didn't go with the green one. Okay. Basically, so you wouldn't freak out your fiance twenty four seven with your phone. <laughs> oh, right. It's so okay. I'm I'm totally convinced. So we had a whole like we shot all these photos for the Peel Case product launch. You know, we obviously can't get our hands on a real iPhone eleven before you know, they even are announced by Apple, but we can get our hands on dummy phones and the dummy phones from an exterior perspective always match the shape uh, of the real thing. You know, they usually can't match like the finish of, you know, if there's some like high gloss or glossy finish, but the cameras are always correct, like Mm. bumps and everything. So, you know, we've been at this for like seven years or something. Like they're just always correct. So the ones that we had had three cameras, but it's a square. And just like the iPhone XS and 10, they just do like a black piece of glass. So it kind of all blends together, which aesthetically I think looks better. So dude, I'm convinced that, so this year Google's Pixel 4 news, like Google literally showed their camera lens in a tweet like six months ago. Like they were pretty open with, specs on their device and like openly sharing it I think just to get ahead of like press leaks I'm convinced that Apple made like a last minute decision to change that to like visually distinguish if you look at the back of one versus a Pixel 4 like you could tell Mm. the difference otherwise I mean phones now just look completely the same it's usually just like these little 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 cues that you know you're like oh okay that's a Pixel or that's an iPhone from afar which yeah I mean it's I think it's the uglier version. It doesn't bother me as much now that I've had it for a while, but yeah, I think it's a weird choice. Yeah, I'm hoping that they go back to the hard edges in the next models and future models. Yeah, me too. Like the what was it? The like the SE. Five? Yeah, SE. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Agreed. Like I love the feel of my iPad Pro. Yeah, and it's that shape. Exactly. That's what I want. USB C. That kind of shape. Yep. Exactly. So how did how did the launch go? Peel. Yeah, pretty good. So um, I, I just think the market as a whole has declined a bit. Like I just don't think, and, and it makes sense. Like there's just not as much reason to buy a new iPhone every single year. Like yeah, if you have like a two generations old, it's a pretty big leap every year. But I don't know. I think around like the iPhone seven to like eight slash 10 jump, I guess there's no nine, um, is when I feel like there was a lot less reason for like the average Joe to buy a new iPhone. So I uh, basically saying this to like, it hasn't been as big as previous years and we definitely have a huge like percentage increase from like July, August to September when it comes out. 
I'm happy with it. I, I think we're, you know, doing good cool. with as far as how the market currently is. But yeah, definitely not as big as, as years prior. And I think even I think Apple, like their revenue numbers are higher because or, or keeping up pace because they sell the phones for more. But I think they're moving less units mm. year over year. Interesting. But yeah, it's uh, it was good. It's nice to kind of have that. There's always like unknowns, you know, like we have to place the order. There's all this kind of like anxiety. I, I'm just so anxious watching the keynote every time. Like, oh God, please let like the specs be correct. Like we didn't get something wrong. Yeah. Luckily, like we're good. We're, we're okay. Cool. cool. Yeah. Um, dude, speaking of devices, before we talk about other stuff, I finally bought an Oculus Quest. Oh, sweet. The hands-free Oculus. I love it. It's like it just not having wires is just such an upgrade. Like it really takes you out of it when you are spinning around. And you're like, oh, like can't go that far. Like I'm tied in. So it's been it's been fun to mess around with. What have you been playing? <laughs> I just downloaded Super Hot again and played that for like the fourth time all the way through. Nice. Like that, that game is just so fun. Um, I really want to play the. There's like two now. I think of the Star Wars games where you're like. I think you battle Darth Vader or something. <laughs> just holding a lightsaber in VR just sounds awesome. There's a similar game called uh, Beat Saber, which is really good. Oh, yeah. yeah I, I played the demo. I haven't actually bought it yet. I think people play that game to work out. They'll like wake up in the morning, play that game for like half an hour, and then feel like, yeah, <laughs> it works out for a bit. <laughs> yeah, it's just like Dance Dance Revolution. Yeah, but you feel but, like a ninja. You have two swords yeah. in your hand. You like... Oh yeah! Oh, I'm with you. It's it's way cooler. Dance Dance Revolution. I have a a like an image of like the type of person that would geek out with that <laughs> game, which is not the kind of person I want to be. <laughs> it's funny, like thinking about Dance Dance Revolution. Like I'd feel awkward doing that in my like even if I was oh, by, yeah. by myself in my apartment. Like <laughs> just like I feel like such a loser. But for some reason, pre- like pretending to be a ninja is like I am the coolest dude ever <laughs> doing this. <laughs> Yeah, my my struggle with that game is always, what do I do with my hands? Do do I also <laughs> dance with them? Do they just kind of like just, just by hang sides, around, put them in your pocket? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So I uh, I've been having a blast watching and playing with Stopwatch lately. Oh, cool. Like one, it's been super fun to see just like huge leap, leaps in like polish, and there's. There's now more people like you use it. I mean, like 20 times a day, which like I basically get to watch your day. <laughs> like we have this, and then I, I know what you've been up to lately. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, there, there has been a lot of updates. You should check out the new build that I sent out like 10 minutes ago, or maybe not 10 minutes ago. But right before we started recording, that's what I was doing. It's, it's some of like a lot of lingering bugs which we've we've had for a while. But yeah, cool. it's it's been fun. We've been doing a lot of fun stuff with the developing the brand identity. I think I think you've seen some of the stuff. Oh, yeah. Are you? Can you talk about this in depth? Yeah. Because this is super interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, awesome. So yeah, just been basically like just developing the brand a little bit. Like one of the things this. So I maybe I'll, I'll backtrack a little bit. One of the, this all stemmed from um, revisiting the onboarding video, which I think I I mentioned in the podcast, the last podcast. So we're recording this this um, onboarding video. We're doing it this weekend. And sort of the first question, well, the first like thing we were figuring out when figuring out like the, how we wanted the video to be 
was like figuring out the general aesthetic. Like what does the scene look like? Like what makes sense in this universe? Like how should this be presented? And like the obvious thing to do is just like, you know, something standard, something normal, like nothing too interesting, you know, like every other tech company. Yeah, just like cutesy little video explaining like how it's different, what it's about, but yeah. Right. But we we decided to, well, I found this amazing ad from the 70s on Instagram. And it's it's an ad for a car stereo. Um, and maybe I'll leave a link to it in the show notes because it, it really does a good job of sort of showing the kind of aesthetic that we're going for. But basically, it was in the 70s. And I think they were trying to be somewhat futuristic in the 70s. So like they were sort of imagining what the future would be like. And obviously, it's uh, very different from how uh, things actually turned out, you know, like the, the sort of aesthetic of the future, like from the past is very different. And that's the kind of style we're leading into, or we're leaning into, I should say. So it's almost as if it exists in this like alternate timeline where, you know, we went in this like totally different direction in the 70s. So it's sort of like, sort of retro a little bit, but also like futuristic. It's kind of uh, cyberpunky, like synthwave kind of, um, but it's uh, it, it's been really fun sort of building out this, this world. But one, one of the nice things about it is because it's... Uh, because of the style and because of the it, 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 the way that we're going to present some stuff, like we're going to have like a, a you know like a a cool voiceover guy with like a, a really really deep voice. You, you know that song that you sent me, Marshall, the Grid song, where he goes, "The Grid, a digital frontier," yeah. that kind of thing. It's uh, <laughs> is that from the yeah? For anybody listening, it's it's the Tron uh, soundtrack, the the latest Tron movie. It's I think the entire soundtrack is Daft Punk. Uh, did the entire movie's music? Okay. But yeah, people should look it up. The Grid is what. It, yeah, the, yes. the song. So that's 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 a really good example of sort of how it's going to be. But I I think the the good thing about it is that I think it lets us get away with uh, a lot more in how we talk about certain features. So for example, like one of the features of Stopwatch that I think will be really cool is you can sort of browse a specific moment in time. So like you can go to any specific moment in time, like to the second and see everything that happened in that second. So it's sort of like, imagine a grid of just like short looping videos and all those videos are just like one second long looping backwards and forwards like a boomerang. But the the caveat is everything that you're looking at happened at that same second on planet Earth. So one way of... It's from a certain point of view, it's time travel. Yeah. Not in like how you imagine the movies, but it is. It's time travel in like the... Uh, down-to-earth technological sense. Exactly. So so time travel is one metaphor that I think works really well. Also, like, browsing the fourth dimension. That sounds like bullshit, but it isn't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I know what you mean, though. You can get away with a lot more having this, like, fun, stylized uh, version of it. Exactly. Like, imagine if, if, like, Facebook came out and they said something like, yeah, we built a time travel app where you can browse the fourth dimension. It would be like, shut the fuck up, Facebook. Like, what are you talking about? (laughs) But because it's, like, obvious that we're kind of, like, I mean, I think, hopefully it's obvious that we're, like, you know, just leaning into this aesthetic, like we're clearly kind of joking. It's clearly kind of like tongue in cheek. We're not taking ourselves too seriously. I think it. I think it works uh, much better. Yeah, I like when you when we were having lunch and you're kind of your uh, lead into all of this was like, you know, it's 2019. We're like coming out with like a new social network. 
you know, most people just on the surface can be like, uh, you know, there's just the idea of another social network right now is like, okay, we've, we've got a bunch. So you need to do something to at least like stand out a bit. Not, not in like, I mean, you have a really interesting feature set, but I think to get over the, the hurdle of just kind of like, eh, social network, like why? I think it's like, you, you basically have to do this. As I remember what I told you is like, this is so interesting. Like it makes it so much more fun. Nobody's done that kind of like fun, t- like video game vibe take with it. I know it's not completely what you're going for, but yeah, way more than just like a utility kind of thing. It also has like the sci-fi element to it. Yeah. I don't know if I've told you this yet, but we're calling it a time network. So we're yeah, like not yeah, yeah. not talking, like no longer am I saying like, oh yeah, it's a social network. We're building another social network. Because you're right, like, that just people are over it. People are over social networks. I think like social network in general is just like becoming a dirty word. There's so much baggage. It has all these like negative associations. So that that was one of the reasons why the positioning was such a challenge. Like definitely the hardest thing I think we've had to do because it's it's such a fine line between framing it in a way that sounds new and interesting, but also making it sound like actually something that makes sense. Like, to, to be honest, time, time network doesn't make any sense. No one knows what that is. Um, but so the, the, the full positioning is stopwatch is a time network. It's a continuous timeline of things happening around the world or something close to that. I don't have it in front of me. Um, but the, the, the plan is to kind of eventually like sort of chop off the last part of that positioning. So eventually sort of as people start to understand what that is, like what a time network is, we'll chop off the, uh, it's a continuous timeline of, of things happening around the world, part of that positioning statement. Um, mm, that's cool. But yeah, it's uh, it, it's interesting. So now we've started leaning into that that aesthetic. It's all these other things are starting to fall into place. Like a couple of things I wanted to mention today, which I think are really cool that we're working on right now. So this the, the first thing I'm, I'm really excited about, um, it's similar to my lucky marble idea, which I know I've talked about on the podcast before. Um, <laughs> But here's, here's, here's how it will work. So I guess quick bit of context first. Like one of the things we're trying to do is uh, basically make Stopwatch more interesting if you don't have any friends on Stopwatch yet, which is basically going to be everybody when they first sign up. You know, you're probably not going to have a big group of friends already on there. So focusing on that kind of stuff, I think, makes sense at this point. So one of the things we've been doing is, uh, well, we've been onboarding sort of more people and we're going to start ramping that up now that the app is in a better place. But um, we're also going to create... A, uh, a stopwatch branded or like a, a sort of stopwatch run account. And it's going to, I don't know the name of it yet. We're still sort of building out the kind of law and backstory, but each week there's going to be a, a race, essentially. This account's going to post a race. Um, it's going to happen at like a very specific time. Um, we'll stream it on stopwatch.com. So we'll sort of hype it up as almost like a, kind of HQ trivia-esque like event that happens every Friday night or Saturday night or something like that, like something that people can look forward to and get excited about. Um, Also, the footage will appear in the app at the exact same time that it's streaming on uh, stopwatch.com. So, you know, if anyone, you know, posts reactions or anything over the same time, like it should all overlap in the feed and stuff. Um, Are are we talking a foot race or what what kind of race are we talking? Yeah, so I'm getting to that. So here's how the race will work. So imagine, you know, it exists in in this same kind of universe in the same kind of world. It probably looks like 
like a Tron-esque style grid with like neon lights, that kind of thing. Like it should look really, 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 really cool. Um, each race will be made up of um, little discs or balls or something like that. Um, but the balls will have a texture which um, is made from the avatars of the people who are following the account. So to enter the race, all you have to do is just follow this account. And then a few hours before the race, all of the avatars and all of the usernames will be pulled from the list of people who are following that account, placed into this 3D universe. So there'll be like a little picture of Marshall's face, just like bouncing around. Um, there'll be like, you know, a big countdown. Like, I'm not sure what time this will happen yet, but let's say like 7 p.m., like CST, Saturday night. Like everyone knows it's going to start that that time. Um Everyone following the account is also sorry. Everyone following the account is also going to be entered. So, you know, one of the things that will be interesting is each week, assuming that Stopwatch is growing and more people are signing up following this account, it should sort of grow exponentially and become like a bigger and bigger spectacle each time. Um, so each race will will last about like thirty to forty seconds. Um, so, okay, question. So, do so like the Lucky Marble thing, like. Well, or the the other like marble races. There's you know like four colors. You kind of just like mentally choose like oh I'm gonna follow like right. yellow and root for yellow. Can you only follow one of the Sony accounts? Like I can't just like go follow all of them. Like how you f- following is how you like opt in to like be that that one. Is it? Do I have that correct? Uh, so no, I maybe I explained it badly. So. Basically, instead of it just being like, okay, a red marble, a blue marble, a green marble, and then you pick one of the colors, um, your face is in the universe. Your face is one of the marbles. So presumably you'll see your face and want your face to win. Like your face is a sort of digital representation of you in the race. Does that make sense? <laughs> can can everyone see? Like what if there's like 100,000 people that go to that one? Like you can... S- Am I the only one that sees it on my disc? No, so, when I'm viewing? so it's going to be positioned as like a futuristic sporting event. Okay. So imagine imagine it sort of being like a marathon. Yep. Like mil- mil- millions of people run a marathon, like London Marathon, let's say. Or maybe maybe not millions, but hundreds of thousands of people at least at least run it, I think. <laughs> now that I'm saying that, I'm like second guessing myself. Maybe it's like way less than that. Maybe it's like a few thousand, I don't know. Um, <laughs> a lot of people. A lot of, a lot of, yeah. a lot of people. So the way it's going to work is there'll be uh, sort of like, it's like I said, it's going to be positioned as a futuristic sporting event. So there'll be like probably like a commentator, like an announcer. There'll probably be like, you know, a camera. There's going to be multiple perspectives, remember? So there'll be like a camera that's like wide showing the whole track, maybe keeping with like, you know, the front 50% of, of people who are falling down this this sort of marble run course. There could be like a perspective that's following, you know, like the leader or like the first, like, you know, the group at the front just to sort of see like how they're doing. There can be like other perspectives that pop up at key moments throughout the race. The, the, the course is going to be designed to kind of, um, I have, do, you, do you know what Snakes and Ladders is? Mm. I think you might call it something else. Like it's it's a game that children play, and you like roll a dice, and you either like you. Do, it's like a board with a hundred squares basically. But there's either shortcuts, which are ladders, which make you jump ahead, or sometimes there's snakes, which make you like fall back to a previous number. Okay, yeah, I remember this. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. It's, it's it follows a similar concept where like there'll be elements within the course that 
sort of like booby traps. So things that will kind of slow you down if you happen to be in the lead. So it won't just be like, oh, someone's in the lead at the start. Okay, they're going to win kind of thing. Okay, so just so I'm imagining this correctly, is this in real life or is this like animated? It's going to be, it's like a 3D render basically okay 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 um but yeah basically it's 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 gonna be a race it's gonna be like an event so the reason why we're doing this i should i should get to that so one i think it's a great way of bootstrapping this live event use case that we like keep touting we keep talking about and honestly i think one of the most interesting parts of stopwatch like having these shared experiences through time it's been kind of hard to find like like for example, like the use case I always give is like the football game example, like the sports event example. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. But like for, the, for really to be interesting, you need some amount of scale. You need like, you know, like f- like 20 to 50 people who like like a specific sports team who are like active users, like watching the game, posting throughout the game kind of thing. It's kind of hard to find like big, dense numbers of people who are sort of fans of specific niche subjects. But this is like super general, like everyone following the account will be entered, so it should be interesting to watch. Um, So that's one reason. The other thing too is like, because it will be streamed on the website and also like uploaded to the app at the exact same moment, if anyone does film anything that happens to overlap that same period of time, so if people are like watching at home or like, you know, filming their reactions or whatever, you'll see everything sync up perfectly in the app. So if anything like dramatic happens, if someone wins, if someone like, you know, gets caught by a booby trap or something, the perspectives of people that are overlapping with that thing, you'll actually see. Unlike any other event where you'll probably just see reactions, like because we are, we're controlling this sporting event, we have all of the footage, we can kind of like make sure it's optimized for stopwatch to like really kind of make it a good experience. Um, I like the idea too that it's because it's another opportunity to like build out the brand and reinforce everything that we're like doing in this this universe. It's just another thing that we can kind of like talk about. This sort of interesting. Um, yeah, it's it's a cool way to solve for that problem. Like every social network. Sorry to keep using that, but you know what I mean. Every <laughs> network has like th- those issues. Like the early, you can do a lot of cool things with scale, but like. W- you know, it's got to be interesting and fun to use early on and have, you know, a reason to keep people coming. Uh, yeah, I think it's cool. Yeah, I think there'll be prizes too, by the way. Like, I think there'll be, uh, It's. I think it's the kind of thing that we could easily monetize if we wanted to. Um, How often are, are you um, planning on doing this? At least once a week. Okay. Like, it, it'll be some regular schedule, like something to look forward to, to tune exactly. in at a certain yeah, time. we'll be like hyping it up throughout the week, basically. Yeah. So if you're curious, the way this is going to work... Um, Building it in Unity. So it's it's basically a game, building like a game engine. Um, and like eventually it will stop, it'll pull from the, the stopwatch API. So there'll just be a button that just says like, you know, run race or something. Then there's going to be like multiple cameras set up that will just kind of record and output, you know, movie files for the race. Um, and then there might there'll probably be an extra step where we like chop out any boring parts so that it's just like, you know, flows seamlessly from beginning to end. Um, but yeah, it should be, it should just be super cool. easy. So if it is something that resonates, we could definitely, you know, do it like every day or something should be, should be pretty easy. Yeah. So are you still, I don't want to give it away so you can, uh, the time wizard, <laughs> Are you? I don't want to like say it without 
did, you know what I'm talking about. Remind, did we talk about this or did I talk about this in the podcast? Yeah, yeah, you told me over lunch. <laughs> the time wizard. <laughs> All right, I think I know what you're talking, the welcome thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 <laughs> hiring the guy. Okay, okay. I, I, I guess I'll talk about <laughs> that then. I, so this, this, okay, this okay. is like, <laughs> I don't know if we'll do this. This is, I like this idea. Um, but yeah, I don't know if we'll do it. But I think it's interesting. It's the least interesting to talk about. Or like, talk, talk about. All right, yeah. cool. This, this is behind the scenes. So yeah, you should talk about it. I, the, the impetus of this came from, I think I read some article that was talking about, it's, it's just funny because I don't even read the article. I read a headline of the article. So, <laughs> yeah. This is everyone, man. No it one doesn't even really matter. Just give me the idea. But there was something, it was, the article was talking about how, you know how it, American people will get this, but outside of America, it, there's this company called Walmart, which is this like big like superstore. They sell everything, and they employ people f- who are just greeters. Essentially, they stand by the door and they just say like, "Oh, hello, welcome to Walmart." You know, something like, oh, "Can't we find anything?" Just like, "Hello, hello." And I think they, uh, I don't know if they actively seek these people out or or if this is just like a side effect of, of the position. But I think that it's 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 lots of people you know who. are Perhaps like retired or elderly, or in some instances uh, has some disability. Like it's it's a, it's a it's a job that basically anyone can get and you know make some money from and you know have some meaning and that's that's kind of what they were doing. But the the headline of the article said something like Walmart's going to stop it for some reason. And take that with a pinch of salt because, like I said, I read the headline. I don't know what the details of that are. That might not be true. <laughs> um, but then I was thinking about it. I was like, okay, that's interesting. And this was the week when we were working on the first user experience stuff. So, you know, trying to figure out ways of making people's first user experience really engaging if they don't have any friends in the app. I was like, all right, well, what if we hired greeters on Stopwatch? So it would work in exactly the same way. You know, we, we people could work from their home. They uh, Their job would just be to greet people when they, they first sign up. Like we're thinking of having... Uh, like a little badge or something on your first post, just make it a bit obvious when you uh, when you post something for the first time. Um, so imagine, and this is us just sort of getting a bit silly with it. <laughs> we were thinking, you know, something on brand in this universe that we're creating, maybe it would make sense for us to position it as time wizards rather than, you know, stopwatch welcomers. So if someone, if someone got this job, we'd send them, <laughs> send them like a little wizard's hat you know, like a, like a little clock or something. And, you know, <laughs> I don't know. but the, their job would be just like sit in a chair with their wizard's hat on their username for the account would be something like time wizard bill or time wizard, you know, Janine or whatever. And just imagine just it's like nice old man with like a wizard's hat on, like a cane sat next to like a big grandfather clock. And you just post, you just sign up this new social network for the first time. And like, you know, you just got this notification. Oh, time wizard, Bill just sent me a message or just replied with like a video. You click on it and it's, you know, actually a person. They actually just recorded this message because it's all like timestamps and stuff. It's like, oh, hello. Hello, Marshall. Like, that looks like a nice, nice profile you have. Like, welcome to Stopwatch. Like, don't tap, tap on the settings icon to change your avatar or something like that. Like, you, so you get like a warm welcome. Use something that's like on brand, you know, makes sense in the universe and also is actually helpful. Like it actually like gives you some prompt to like, you know, educate you on how the app works. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's real too. It's not right, like a little bot right. like so, walking at you. Uh, just think about this. Just, uh, just think about I, this from the perspective of like, 
I think it's the kind of thing that would just get press. Like people would write about that through the lens of like, Christ, like this this startup is hiring like you know old people as time wizards to work. It's the I don't know. It's more like a marketing strategy <laughs> that like buys us some goodwill. I think because you know we're still giving people these fun little jobs to do. Um, yeah, it's it's engaging. Like it's it's worth talking about. It's interesting. It's fun. Like it's it's on brand. Yeah. It's kind of wacky. Like interestingly, I, yeah. I, <laughs> interestingly, I saw it's the uh, you mentioned uh, the uh, whatever it's called, Oculus, the Quest. Apparently, the 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 yep. sort of Second Life s game that Facebook is working on, they had a similar idea. Um, they're going to sort of hire like in game like people to walk you through stuff and there'll actually be people who like work at facebook who are like hmm. in the universe I thought it was kind of interesting another thing that i thought was interesting like imagine this imagine if let's say you saw something that was like questionable on stopwatch imagine if instead of just like going through this like reporting system like blah, the boring way imagine if you just tagged like at police or something and then uh, exactly the time, time police. Time police. Time police show up. Definitely has to be time police. Have like yeah. cool outfit. You know, little like monocle, like you know, stopwatch, like hanging from their like I don't know vest or whatever. And they're just like you know, like what's going on here? Like don't do that. Oh man! Yeah. Put your clothes <laughs> yeah. back on, Jennifer. It's not like, allowed. Even, even that, like, I realize that's a terrible idea. However. Like, it's the kind of thing that I think people would just sort of want to kind of come on and just, like, troll the time police, <laughs> you know? Like, I'm just going to, like, just troll the time police. <laughs> yeah. And I think we'd, like, we'd hire, like, actors. So it would be, like, just kind of funny, you know? Like, people who are just, like, just comedian-type people who just, like... The whole point is so you can come on and troll them and have fun and get, like, you know, some interesting content out of it. Yeah, people that can, can do a bit of improv <laughs> yeah. with what they're given. Oh, that's so yeah. fun! I, I, we might do something like it. that at some point. Um, probably that's the that's the kind of thing I think we might do like after launch. Though I, I think it might just be kind of a bit much, yeah. like listing all these things. And we have this like yeah. weekly race event, and we have like time wizards, and we have like I, don't know, I think it might much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all these are like logistically pretty complex. Yeah. yeah. So the. The branding, I mean, obviously, like the the app styling, but then how you talk about it, and then your designer uh, has been coming up with like really cool, like posters, basically. Which the one that you showed me, I thought was so cool. Mm. Like, are you guys gonna change up the website to be like in line with that kind of style and, and running with that, or are they mostly just for like inspirational? Like yeah. to show off the style, those posters. Yeah, we're gonna update the website. There's there's I'll show you the design of the updated website. It looks awesome. Um it it's yeah, it's very fitting. Dude. By the Yeah, I did, did you get my shipment? I did. It's really cool. Um okay, good. So I posted about it on Stopwatch. I, I I don't know if you saw. I, I mean Dude, it's I wasn't even thinking. I was like, okay, I'll ship them a smaller one. But I didn't realize just, I don't know. I didn't actually measure it out. It's so much smaller than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> oh, no, it's awesome. I, I love it. Uh, cool. Um, but yeah, the, the posters, we don't really have like a big grand strategy with the posters, really. it par- Partly right now, it's just to sort of like develop the brand a bit more, more as like an internal exercise than anything else. Um, 
One interesting thing, though, is we uh, there's this uh, a, a small group of our our beta users. Are, um, they all go to the same school in New Zealand, and apparently, like in New Zealand, or at least at this specific school, they have all these uh, like social media blocks on basically every social media company you've ever heard of. But luckily, no one's heard of Stopwatch yet, so it gets around the uh, like the school's block. Um, so like it's sort of like spread out amongst this like group of friends in this one school because they're all using it because it's the only social network app they can use at school. So we're 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 gonna try and like do like a small ah. scale experiment with them and do like try and make them like they're gonna be like ambassadors for Stopwatch and try and spread it around the school and they're gonna we're gonna send them some like merch they can give out and that kind of stuff. But one of the things we're gonna do I think is is design one of those posters, you know, in that exact style, but like specifically for the school so there'll be like the school you know design or like the school like a picture of the school being this like dystopian you know style like in the background of the poster maybe like referencing some event that's coming up at that specific school that would be really good if there was multiple perspectives like a sports day or something like that um so i think that should be pretty interesting and if that works we'll probably uh try and do that at a few different places i love that for for those that are listening and want to understand, basically you showed me this poster and it looks like uh, Blade Runner esque like styling, and then it just has, I think it just says the the is it the Time Network? Is that what it says at the top? I think so. Yeah, the Time Network. Yeah, and then at the bottom it's like Time Travel Corp, which is the actual business legal name of your company, which. I love. I love that I am a tiny, tiny investor in a company <laughs> called Time Travel Corp. Honestly, that sold me before you're even like, yeah, here's what it is. Just the idea of like your next company. <laughs> Anyways, I thought that poster was so cool that I, I have like the biggest file you would give me ready to like print. I'm just gonna make it like the full like 36 by 24 uh, movie poster size, and I'm gonna put it in my office. I, like I want old uh, like product and well, product ads like from the seventies and old movie posters, and I, I think that yeah That's goes cool. along with it. It's cool. One of the cool things that ne- that Nico, our designer, has been doing is is like he imagines every poster exists in the same universe, right? So, for example, like in mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen this poster yet, but there's a poster of like a guy like it's supposed to sort of represent the Time Network. He's in his apartment. He has this like grid of uh, like TVs, um, but in his apartment there's like a poster on the wall, which is a different poster that we designed. <laughs> so I think it's like, like he has the poster that you, that you printed out for me, like in the wall of his apartment, which is kind of cool. But th- this is the kind of thing that we can add. So I mentioned that the, the, the rendered race thing is going to be like a sporting event. Like that's a sporting event that will exist in this universe. And there'll be like ads for the sporting event in the universe or like, you know, stuff like that, which I think will be kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, nobody's really done like world building, like basically like alternate universe world bid building exercise around some sort of social network. It's always just about like your friend's IRL, which like of course will still be there with this, and that's what will make it ultimately fun. But oh man, this is this is really cool, uh, super creative. Uh, yeah, I'm so excited. Let me let me say about something else. This leads quite nicely into this other thing. So we're uh, we're building this little Easter egg into the app. Basically, so if anyone hasn't seen it, the stopwatch logo is the shape of a stop sign. It doesn't look exactly like a stop sign, but it's the shape of a stop sign. Um, and there's stop signs, at least in America, 
everywhere. Like every street, there's a stop sign, basically. Um, so we're going to build a little AR, like uh, augmented reality Easter egg into the camera. So if you happen to film something with a stop sign in frame, the stop sign will appear differently <laughs> in the camera. So at, at, at the start, it will it will just show like a sort of like it was sort of like this this stop sign is is in the camera. It'll probably like glitch in, like quickly animate in, and it turns into like uh, basically like branded real time clock that shows the exact time that it currently is. So what's cool about that is, you know, the UI also shows the exact time. So it's like this nice kind of reinforcement that, wow, like this is actually this exact time. You know, you scroll to this exact time and like the stop sign just looks like a clock and you can like move around and it just looks like there's like a branded stopwatch clock, you know, everywhere. Um, But I think it's cool because as a side effect, we're going to get thousands of these photorealistic video clips of, of places around the country and potentially the world if they have stop signs with stopwatch branding just being featured prominently, you know, like in, in, in the frame. Um, That's fun. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of cool stuff we can do with that. Like right now we're just going to do this like little clock. Um, but imagine some stuff like, like perhaps we could show the most popular second in time from the previous day or the previous hour or something like that, or like the most popular second in that city that you're looking at in the hour that you're currently in, something like that. So it could, it could almost become like, like a window into the time network. You know, that's essentially what it is. But I, I really like it because it, it associates Stopwatch, like the brand Stopwatch with this thing that is everywhere. You know, it's almost like a free billboard on every single, you know, street corner, just like reminding people like, oh, right, yeah, like stopwatch is a thing that exists. Yeah. I think that's kind of interesting. Because like, obviously I want this to succeed because we're friends and I'm also an investor and it's, you know, it's your project. But separate to all that, I just really want this to catch on just because there's so many, so many interesting things that you can do with scale around the way like everything's being organized or could be organized. Ah, oh, yeah. I, I'm rooting for you, John. I, I, it's it's cool, fun. Yeah. You're, uh, <laughs> you have so many fun ideas around these little Easter eggs. I just, while we were talking, I was like, man, what's that guy's name? So you've read uh, Ready Player One, right? The book, and it's now a movie. Yep. Uh, you're like a, a fun James Halliday, the creator of Oasis. <laughs> oh wow! Okay, that's awesome. Okay, thank you. That's you you got to keep too. putting in these little Easter eggs, though. It's yeah. It's, okay. it, when you're talking about that, it just reminded me of uh, Oasis and like that whole game that the whole book is is based around and all the little Easter eggs. Anyways, that's 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 yeah. cool. Yeah, that's definitely kind of what we're thinking for the, the brand, that kind of aesthetic. There's one more quick thing I wanted to mention about Stopwatch. Then we can move on to something else. But sure. uh, we're going to make a store, like a merch store. Um, not super interesting. Every company does this, or at least comp- most companies have merch, you know. But I, I was just digging around, and I realized that because you know, our, our logo is just the shape of a stop sign. It's like an opt- octagon. It's a very common shape. There's all sorts of these just products that already exist, like people are already manufacturing them in China that look like we've like developed them custom for stopwatch because they're the shape of our logo. So for example, we're going to have uh, stopwatch sunglasses, yeah. which are just like 
sunglasses that are octagon that are like the same red, you know. And dude, these are like, you know, a buck or two from China. Like it, it I think I spent to to get all of the stock for the store, it was like 300 bucks to like kit out whole store. Like no sub fees, <laughs> nothing. It was just like, yeah, I get like 50 of these, 50 of these, 50 of these. So I, I'm, I'm really excited about it. That's cool. Um, and it's uh, really, we're doing it for two reasons. Like one, it, it gives us stuff to send out to like beta users and, and early users if they're like doing interesting stuff or like, you know, it's like prizes for the weekly race, that kind of stuff. Um, Oh, dude. <laughs> what? <laughs> One thing I found that I thought would be hilarious, I found an, it's huge. It's an octagon trampoline. <laughs> it's huge. I thought, how, how funny would that be? It's like, yeah, like stopwatch merch store. We just sell one item and it's a trampoline. <laughs> it's like a thousand dollar trampoline. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's to send to people stuff, but also it gives us another opportunity to like, do like a really aesthetic photo shoot and and just lean into the uh, the brand identity of it more. So it should be should be kind of fun. But just wanted to mention that because it was really, really yeah. easy. So you're definitely doing the the merch of just like a bunch of octagon shaped items, like the glasses and stuff. Yeah, cool. yeah. I got got glasses. Got these really cool earrings, and I, like I like it because it's it's subtle, right? It's not like there's not stopwatch branding all over it. Like they just look like a cool pair of earrings that like happen to be the shape of an octagon. Hmm. Um, there's like a octagon ring, which is pretty cool. Um, and I don't know, some, some other stuff, but yeah, just octagon shaped stuff, essentially. Interesting. Cool, man. Um, dude, so I have, this is in no way a good segue, but I've got some uh, random stuff to talk about and then some interesting things around building ownership with the Ludwig. So, um, I mean, I think of you know about the the drain issue with the building, right? Yeah. Okay. And I forget yeah. if we've talked about this on the podcast because it's been this long-standing issue. So if I haven't, I'll give a little intro on it. Basically, I mean, I think people know we you and I own a building together with um, two other guys that we bought in St. Louis that our our old office used to be in. So in the back alley. I forget how long ago. It might have even been like two years ago this started forming. A small little like sinkhole, and we're talking like, I don't know, three feet by three feet kind of size started forming. And it's technically in front of our neighbor's building is where it starts. But we called the city anyways. We're like, hey, like, you know, can you come fix this? Well, they just like put a, a metal plate over it and like put some concrete around it. Like it's the most hack job ever. Well, it kind of grew more and like opened up past that metal plate. So we're just like, ugh, like this is, it was just giving me a lot of anxiety. I mean, this thing's growing. And <laughs> I forget how long ago, but also down the road, we have a friend whose entire car was engulfed by a sinkhole <laughs> in front of the YMCA in downtown St. Louis, which is like this huge news story. And then like, he's like, yeah, that was my car. We're like, what? Dude, that was an international news story. There are people in England, like people back in Bournemouth who were like messaging me about that. Like, did you see it? I was like, yeah, I know the guy whose <laughs> car it was. Yeah. Like he, luckily, I think whatever, he got a new car and it was all paid for. But man, he was gifted like the ultimate story for his lifetime. <laughs> I, it's cool. Anyways, so 
that's cool, but also super scary for anybody that has land in downtown. So long story, it's been going back and forth. There's this like city uh, organization called MSD, which like kind of runs all the sewage and all, all of that. Like, is it their issue? Is it the neighbor's issue? Is it our issue? And it was this whole ordeal that was ongoing. And basically like, the MSD organization who basically has the final word on all this, one, they don't have any money to pay for anything. They're like, I, I don't know if they're bankrupt, but like they just don't have money to fix like old infrastructure. So the finger's being pointed at us, apparently because we have like a small leak in our like sewer lateral, which this is going to start hopefully not getting too boring, but basically like out of your building is like the sewer line and it's your responsibility until it connects with the city sewer main sewer line, which like is way outside of our building, like land that is ours, but the pipe is our responsibility. So the theory is that like, it's been kind of leaking water outside of the pipe into the ground, kind of sink, creating this, this little sinkhole has been forming. So now that kind of the, the thing is like the, it's our responsibility now. Uh, I'm getting quotes for this whole project. And like, I still haven't gotten a final number on what it would be to like dig up this. Basically, you have to like dig up 30 feet underground, fix this pipe, and then patch it all up, which like that's a big job in and of itself. But apparently, it's that much more complex because there's like city utility boxes like buried underground, but still sitting above these pipes that they would have to like suspend and they're basically just giant concrete uh, boxes that are really heavy. Like it's a, just like a nightmare of a project. So I had been quoted like a roundabout, like, yeah, this is like a multiple six figure job. I'm just like, Ugh. ugh. So we still don't have a full quote on that, but like, they're just like, it's a big job was the last I heard. And the last I heard was like multiple six figures. So they have to go that route. What's interesting though is, and, and there's two things. One, we have to renew our mortgage on the building every every three years, basically to like match whatever the market rate is on stuff. It's just like the deal that we have with the bank. So I was thinking we would have to take out like a line of credit, you know, short term, high, like, you know, not unreasonably, but but high interest, short-term payback of like three years or something to pay for something like this. Well, apparently we can just like roll it into the building mortgage if we have enough equity built up into it. And then just like basically amortize the cost over the remaining 17 years of the loan at whatever interest rate we have on the mortgage. So that's like a little better than, you know, having to just figure out how to come up with that much money. So I don't have the full like quote yet, but there's really good news. Apparently there's this like prototype is not the right way to put it. Like it's definitely, uh, basically there's this, this cutting edge method that someone's developed. And I think it's developed in the UK. So basically for this kind of situation, he's like, you know, our building's a hundred years old. Uh, there's this method where they basically snake down some sort of like thing throughout, you know, the 30 feet underground of piping that we have. It then like sprays around itself some sort of material 
that dries and creates a new pipe inside the old one that's like super strong now. Hmm. So basically you don't have to dig anything, which is like the huge cost. You have a fully like redone pipe and you're good to go. And the only other thing we would need to do is basically they would like hire, uh, I don't know if they would pour concrete or some special kind of grade, but like basically fill in this sinkhole and just pump into there until it finally fills up, which is kind of a question mark <laughs> until like they get going with it. So like the cost of that versus doing this whole job is just like pales in comparison. I don't basically like I'll, I'll know in the next day or two. I literally spoke with them like last night. They're waiting on an answer from the supplier who apparently is located in the UK on getting like the material for this liner shipped in. But man, will that be like such a relief if we can go that route, which I think it's still going to be in the grand scheme of things, pretty expensive, but by comparison, infinitely cheaper, like tens of thousands of dollars versus like hundreds of thousands of dollars, like multiple hundreds of thousands of dollars. That's so crazy. Just, Damn, I, I didn't know it was going to be that much. I remember last time we talked about this, it was like, we were scared it might be like six figures. Multiple six figures, though. It's like, that's an intense bill just to come out of yeah. nowhere. Like, I, and I still don't, like, this was in a round, like, nobody would give me a firm number. And I think they just had no idea. It was just like yeah. such a catastrophic ordeal that they just knew it was going to be a lot. And that's why I never... Like we obviously have an email thread amongst you, me, and and Andrew and Chris, the other owners, uh, and I. I didn't have a number yet, so I didn't, you know, want to say it. But the multiple six figures is what I was like ballparked last night of just like, man, you. If we can avoid a bit, you do not want to go that route. Mm. So I'll know something here soon, man. I, God, I hope we can go that route. Yeah woes of uh, owning an old building in an old city. So anyways. It makes you wonder just like what what underground St. Louis looks like just yeah. in general, you know, if like there's, yeah. I've seen a couple of sinkholes. Dude, it's actually really interesting. So I, our neighbor, who's like a savvy lawyer, basically hired someone to like, from every which angle they could do. Like they literally put a camera down our pipe without our permission, but whatever. They like <laughs> they they gave us the video. They like they were they were upfront about it, but it was how they basically argued to uh, the MSD that like look like here's how we can prove this is not yes sinkhole is in front of us, but this is why it's not our doing. Like our pipe's fine, theirs is not. So yeah, whatever. But we have that. Well they also sent down, and I think MSD did this, they sent like a little remote control robot uh, through the sewer line and there's a video. Dude, I'll have to send it to you. It's so interesting. Like, I just, I don't know. I didn't really know what I would imagine for like the sewer to look like. It was a lot bigger than I thought. Like, I think someone could crawl through there. It's literally like bricked. Like, imagine like, you know, circular oval shape of bricks going around. And dude, like this camera, I mean, it's literally like this little robot driving around. I can literally see cockroaches like scurrying around as this thing moves. And like it it goes to the neighbor and like shows like where theirs comes into the main line. And then it like drives over to ours and like shows there's just kind of like a steady stream of water coming in. And then like there's all of a sudden like a big (laughs) amount of water that like rushes in, which I have to think someone's flushing a toilet or something. 
And then it just like keeps driving away. I'm just like, wow. <laughs> Dude, I remember when I first saw, when we first found out about this hole, I remember going down there and like checking it out with you. Like this was, I guess a couple of years ago, so we were both living in St. Louis. And we were just all stood there like talking about this issue. And as we were talking, someone in the building did a poo. <laughs> and it, I, I, I looked quite closely at this person's poo just like shoot out yep, the pipe. I remember that. When it was just open, like the like, pipe was just, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's like, <laughs> I wonder whose who's poo that was. Yeah. I just saw it. It's, it's, it weird. it's weird. There's all these like things in life that like are really, we're very separated from. Like I remember learning about like the internet uh, cables that like run through the ocean floor. I'm like, oh yeah, like there's literally like a physical aspect to the internet that you just kind of just forget about. You know, like it's all just like, oh, quote unquote, the cloud. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, it, it is interesting. But uh, hopefully, I mean, you'll you'll know sooner than the next podcast. I'll tell you as soon as I have the numbers and that the go ahead. So the other thing that was just like making me sick was we had the opportunity. So that time you're referring to when the pipe was open and we watched poo come out of our building, uh, yep. that was like, Six months after we bought the building, we had to do like 10 grand of work on our sewer line. There was something else that that happened. So if you recall, when they opened it up, like that was a $10,000 expense back then that like we didn't really have the money for. Like we were just getting the Ludwig going. It, it you know, it, that was a huge expense. We just didn't have a lot of cash flow back then. Well, we had the opportunity back then to do this liner as like a preemptive, just like, yeah, it's old piping. There's mm. nothing wrong with it, but like you know, you could do it. And it just, you know, it just kind of feels like your mechanics trying to upcharge you on something you don't need. Like I didn't really, they didn't really push it either. They're just kind of like, yeah, you know, it'd be a good idea to do it, but there's really nothing causing concern to why you should do this. And it was like, I don't know, another like six or seven grand. And it was, we were already dropping like 10 that we just didn't have. We're like, uh, no. Well, when this all started and I first brought them out there, like when it was like, okay, we definitely have to fix this. They were basically explaining that like, I forget if it was either. Yeah, it was okay. It was like, we have where the break is, there are too many bends in the pipe. Well, since and it was seeming like they weren't gonna be able to go this route. Well, since all that, this company that's like developed this method has, I guess, come out with more, versions of these liners that will work with more bends in the pipe, like full, like, you know, 90 degree bends. Mm. So I don't know, we're getting really lucky if, if this, we can go forward with this. Wow. Anyways, we can, we can move on from that, but yeah, quite the ordeal. Um, I've got a bunch of just like random things that I, I kind of came across recently that I thought were interesting. Cool. Let's do it. Cool. So I, had like a huge flight delay when I was coming back from a trip to Germany with my family, like, I don't know, three months ago or whatever, when we, when we went and then, you know, like whatever that happens, it sucks and you just move on. Well, someone on Twitter, I forget how this came about, pointed me to this company called airhelp.com, like A-I-R-H-E-L-P. And basically, and I think it's pretty much only the EU has these laws around compensating flyers if there's more than like a reasonable delay, like one hour, two hours, three hours, and there's different tiers of compensation that you're like entitled to, which I didn't even know existed. So it's also then the issue is like, it's just a 
a, like they make obviously life super hard to claim these. Like you need like essentially a lawyer and like to go into court. Well, this company is basically productized the service to like get you that money. And they basically just take a cut only if they win. Hmm. So you can essentially, and it works for flights up to three years ago. You can go back and claim stuff for. So I was like, oh, that's that's cool. And like, I, you know, I can't be bothered to like mess with that and go to court in Europe for like whatever. <laughs> well, that flight was over three hours delayed. It was me and my wife. And each of us are entitled up to like 600 and something US dollars per person if they like win this. Wow. So yeah, like I, if it were like, it's currently ongoing. I have to go and sign another piece of paper for them to represent me in like German court or something. <laughs> but it, yeah, if it works, I'll be shocked. But dude, they have like tens of thousands of five-star reviews on Trustpilot. Like apparently tons of people have used this and it's worked. So I'll, I'll let you know. Seems like a crazy amount of money for such a short delay. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, it, yeah, I agree. It's like, it's it's basically almost the cost. Actually, we, we pay with points, so like it would be free money. Mm. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow. Well, keep, keep in the loop. I will, yeah. I'm sure you've got over the last three years something that would entitle you to, yeah, to some yeah. of this. So with you moving back to St. Louis and just like Jamie and I definitely miss St. Louis and there's, you know, aspects about St. Louis that Texas and Dallas in particular just does not have. Our plan is like, okay, like we'll live in Dallas. My family's here. I've got a bunch of friends here. Like we're, you can definitely get more house here. And we'll just like go up to St. Louis every like four to eight weeks and stay at the Ludwig for like a week and just like, you know, get our fix essentially. So I was like, okay, like that's sweet. Like that will kind of solve our problem. We both love it up there. We'll get to check on the building. So then I was like, okay, like I wonder if there's any good frequent flyer stuff around this. Well, I don't know how I missed this, but uh, uh, Southwest has what they call a companion pass. Do you know about this? Yeah, I think I've heard about it. So basically every flight you buy, you just get a free seat or something? Yeah, basically you have to rack up 110,000 points, which sounds like a lot, but it's actually fairly easy to do. And then once you hit that 110,000 points, you just have this companion pass now. You don't have to like redeem the points or anything. And essentially you can name a companion, like your fiance or, you know, your wife or whatever. And anytime you fly anywhere, you can basically get, as long as there's availability, uh, you can get their ticket for free. You just have to pay like five or six bucks in taxes. So you can basically get two for one anywhere that Southwest flies to. Wow. Which, yeah. So to get the 110,000 points, I mean, you either have to do a lot of flying. They have a credit card. They have like multiple personal and business credit cards and those sign-up bonuses that you get with them count towards this. So like the business one, you get 80,000 points and then you just need to rack up another like 30,000, which then you could get, I mean, either put 30 grand on the card over a year or you can get the personal card link it to the same frequent flyer program with them and hit that sign-up bonus, which I think is like 40, and then you've got it. And you you get it for the remainder of the year that you're in plus the full next calendar year. So wow. if you're smart, 
basically get it like December 2020, or sorry, January 2020, however, for all of 2020 and all of 2021. That's awesome. Yeah. So I'm definitely going to try to figure that out and get that and make it easy to fly up to St. Louis. Cool. So anyways, yeah, I, you should look into it. Definitely interesting. Yeah, it's going to be nice to have you back in St. Louis every so often. Yeah, man. Yeah, it was fun to to go up there and hang out. It was crazy. I realized like when we got lunch together, it's like I hadn't seen you in like a year or something like that. Yeah, it was probably the entire time we were in Denver, wasn't it? Probably was yeah. like, just over a year. Yeah. It didn't feel like it. I think mostly because of the the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Anyways, you, uh, do you have anything else you want to talk about? A couple of just like really small things. One, my website is now online. I think in the last episode oh, I was yeah. like, yeah, it's almost done, but like, don't look at it yet because it's not done. <laughs> um, but now you, now you can go look at it if you want. It's John, J-O-N-W.com. Yeah. Um, and there's, I posted this pretty interesting blog post about Daily Booth, my first company talking about like the whole, whole journey and what happened and include some interesting stuff like going through Y Combinator as a as a robot and getting a ban from America. So if that sounds interesting, check that out. And there's also, there's this guy I want to give a shout out to. He, so it's actually really interesting. So NATO, who, you know, Marshall, he's uh, the guy that uh, we're working with for the stopwatch onboarding video, just like a buddy. He, he sent me a link to this account on Instagram, which is like, Oh, I think you'd, I think you'd love this. And I click through it. It's, it's called unnecessary inventions. And basically every post this, this guy has just, invented and prototyped like an unnecessary invention. So an invention that like is just absurd, shouldn't exist, doesn't really solve any problems. But the quality of both the pictures and the product prototypes are insanely high. Like, I don't know how this guy does it. So anyway, I I follow this guy and then he sent me a DM just being like, oh, hey man, like I listened to the podcast. I love it. Whoa. I was like, oh, that's awesome. And he has like 300, 300 and something thousand followers. Like he has really big presence on Instagram, but it's also a super cool account. And I think anyone who listens to this podcast would, would find the account interesting. So it's username is unnecessary invention. So I'd, I'd go check that out. Unnecessary inventions on Instagram. He said, yep. Cool. Oh, yes. <laughs> this is awesome. It's pretty wild, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know how he does it. It it can't be easy to prototype all that stuff. Yeah. In a way that's like cost effective and isn't wow. you know, super expensive. Yeah, there's so many of them. Interesting. Really interesting. I I'll, I'll save it for the next podcast because I I'm still getting it together, but I've got a new project that I'm working on that this reminded me of. Ooh. But yeah, I'll, I'll save it for the next one. Cool. Awesome. That covers it for me then. Yep, me too. All right, dude. I'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Cool. All right. See you. Bye.